0: We got started on time for uh, for episode 8 on May 8th, 2023 is the current year, of course. I am, uh, I am the host of this production, you might have gathered, Surreal Politics. Welcome to it, ladies and gentlemen, fine members of the agenda binary. Yes, that's right, we're actually on time today. Uh, thank you to everybody who's watching on uh, Rumble and who's listening on Twitter and who's listening or watching on... Uh, odyssey and on my live player we got a lot of stuff done over the weekend we got new platforms carrying the uh carrying the stream there sorry to like split it all up that's probably you know a little confusing for you those of you want to chat with each other but you know it's good you know if you've been paying attention if those of you tune in for the live streams you know we've had a heck of a time over here with like technology um failing on us and so i'm like okay i'm gonna spend all weekend we're gonna do everything and we're gonna get we're gonna get this stuff straightened out. It appears it would appear at least for the time being it does appear that we have done precisely that. And so your humble correspondent is very proud of himself. And while I was busy over the weekend fixing things, other people run around shooting people. And I'm like, look, there's better things that you could do with your time. I mean, you could you could spend all weekend in front of the computer like me. You don't have to run around killing people and get shot in the head, you know. But you know, who am I to tell these people what to do? Um, and you might have gathered right, like it happened again. And again, again and again and again, it keeps on happening. These Hispanic white supremacists, one of them, another one, just went and killed a bunch of people. And of course, this means that we have to give up our guns to the people who want to open the borders and put the former president in prison. Because that's that's the best thing for us to do, after all. Were this theme not so familiar, we might find ourselves asking if there was any conceivable situation which the Democrat Party would not purport to prove the correctness of their policy positions. But it is familiar, and we know the answer. All events prove the point, that guns are bad and white people are the only reason that these weapons of war are still killing people. Were it not for guns and whites, the man who went on a shooting spree at a Texas mall recently would be a mere noble savage living off berries and communing with nature. It reminds me of a bit from the comedian Cat Williams. It's a bit too profane to repeat here, word for word, but he talks about pimps, you know. They're controlling their flock by telling them things that don't make any sense and simply demanding that they go along with it, of course. And so as I, you know, you know, I'll tell you something funny about Windows, that you open up the volume mixer and it doesn't give you the opportunity to mute individual apps until they make a sound. <laughs> and it's really annoying because everybody wants to send me messages at 934 because that's really the, the greatest thing to do. Um, and so anyway, it reminds me of a bit from the comedian Cat Williams, as I was saying. He goes on to talk about pimps. They control their flock by telling them things that don't make no sense, and they simply demand that they go along with it. And this is a control method, right? It's a means by which to manipulate a person. That, that I'm not asking you to believe me, right? I'm lying to you. You know that I'm lying to you, and just do what I say anyway, you know? The, what he said, I'm paraphrasing here, because I don't want to repeat all the words. It's a bit vulgar. but He said, go on, turn some tricks. We're going to take over all the Stone Mountain, to paraphrase, right? And the female, she responds in a joke. And she says, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm going to do my part. And then she you know, makes a vulgar gesture, let's say. News reports are that a man by the name of Mauricio Garcia, age 33, killed eight people and wounded several others during a killing spree at an otherwise gun-free mall in Texas. It's always the case. There are always otherwise gun-free places that get shot up, even in Texas. (laughs) Garcia is reported to have had a patch on his chest that read RWDS. And that's a familiar phrase to anybody who's been over to surrealpolitics.com slash shop where we sell hats that say this. You want an RWDS hat? It would be a fine time for you to buy one at surrealpolitics.com slash shop. It's a great buy. Don't If you're going to shoot anybody, though, you have to wear like a Democrat hat. Wear a Joe Biden hat when you go out on your killing spree, okay? We don't want anybody wearing our clothing when they go out shooting people. We have better means of advertising once you guys fork over your cash, okay? It has been, uh, it's been interpreted in some circles, you might have heard, to mean right-wing death squads. And since the left has tried to racialize our politics, all things right-wing are white supremacy, which makes our Hispanic killer a white supremacist. And if you believe that, well, then why don't you and me go over and take over all of Stone Mountain, huh? It coincides with another theme we often hear from these lunatics, that opposition to transgenderism is to, is also white supremacy, you might have heard. Now, silly though this seems, this is a tacit acknowledgement that what they mean by white supremacy is what other people call normalcy. And while it is facially preposterous to suppose that non-whites have less gendered views of the world than white people, the normalcy part is not without some degree of merit, of course. Civilization is, to some extent, a product of conquest. Undoing civilization is what they mean when they talk about decolonizing and abolishing white supremacy. It would make a lot more sense if we found out that that was what Mr. Garcia was doing. And it, by the way, it would be a fine way to go about doing it, right? If you were some, like, left-winger, you know, the next left-wing tranny that wants to go out blasting, just make sure that you, like, have a bunch of Michael Knowles podcasts on your phone when you go do it or something. That's, that's the way to do it, you know. You want to screw us over, don't, don't fight us in the street, you know. What was that? Anyway. Don't fight us in the street. Go commit crimes while wearing the clothes that we wear, and then that'll, you know, that's basically the whole point of your entire existence, right? Um, What can you, why am I, shut the hell up, phone. I don't need you feeding back into this thing. Oh, my God, shut up. Shut, I don't, come on, turn the notifications off. I'm hearing this thing come back into my damn headphones. Quiet, 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 quiet. All right. So anyway, why did that? Anyway, as I was saying, it would make a lot more sense if that's what he was aiming to do. Like, what's this idea that a a Hispanic white supremacist uh, is like, you know what is going to really help the right wing? You know how we're going to defeat those stupid S, uh, S word Democrats? The way that we're going to defeat them is I'm going to go out and advertise that I'm a right winger, pick up an AR-15 and go to a mall and go start gunning down families because that's going to drive it home for the GOP, don't you know? (laughs) I don't know where they get this idea. And how is it that we had to wait like a week to find out that this guy had, you know, thought crime, right? Since when do you got to wait to find out that some guy is a right winger? That does not happen. I don't buy this story. It, do, it doesn't make no sense. Especially given, like, what little we know of the victims. Now, I saw a video. I know that there's some, like, disinformation went on out there. And I don't know which, which is the disinformation and which is the real information. I mean, maybe the disinformation is there's a Hispanic white supremacist running around with an AR-15 killing people for the GOP. I mean, maybe that's the disinformation. And that seems likely, as a matter of fact. But I did like I when I first heard about the story, I had kind of like my sleep schedule's been off. Right. And so I had taken a nap in the afternoon and then I woke up to like news of this thing. And people on Telegram were like, oh, it was a black supremacist who who went into the mall and said all white people must die and started gunning people down. And I was like, oh, OK, you know. I, m- normally when black people commit racially motivated violence it, it you don't get to find out about it right they just like rape and murder the white girl and you don't you don't hear about it um and so when they get you know when they do it in a flamboyant openly racist fashion it's kind of like all right you know it, i'm sorry for the people who died but at least we can you know move the ball somewhat and get a you know handle on what's going on here and so I posted, I was like, oh, somebody just ruined this wonderful holiday. And I heard that, you know, because the you know the thing May 6th was the day that, um, you know, the German people, they rose up against transgenderism. I don't know if you guys know about that one. Maybe we'll get to it. Um, and so there was this holiday and after the holiday and during the holiday, this, this shooting occurred. And I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, a black supremacist went and shot a bunch of people. And that makes perfect sense because the Democrat Party is trying to create that they're trying to create that outcome, obviously, right? Uh, it, it, Like, we try, on Surreal politics. you have to understand something. I have, there's been um, times throughout the course of my, like, media production where I've said things that were, uh, shall we say, I don't want to use the word politically incorrect, but I've said things that ran afoul of, like, uh, some of the speech policies, some of the places that I go, and I try not to do that. But, like, I would say that, I don't think it's a racist thing for me to say that the Democrats are constantly trying to rile up the blacks in order to get them to commit violence because the Democrats are racist and they believe that if they can like make the blacks believe stupid things, that they will do violent things because they have a very low opinion of black people, you see? So I'm not a racist. The Democrats are is kind of the bit here. And because the Democrats are racist, they're constantly riling up the blacks. And then the blacks go and they, they commit crimes. And then the Democrats are like, no, we don't prosecute crimes anymore. And then, you know, the, these things continue. So it didn't make, I was not surprised at all to hear that, you know, some black supremacist went and killed a bunch of people at a mall because, you know, like they, it happens in their neighborhoods all the time. You hear like, oh, like mass shootings are, mass shootings are white people stuff. And I'm like, is, are drive-bys mass shootings? If, like, a car full of dudes empty their high points onto the corner and they speed away, is that not a mass shooting? If it's only—you know what it is? I think the definition of a mass shooting is if four or more people are killed or at least shot. And if they—basically, if they, if they just drive by firing high points at 80 miles an hour— and a bunch of people just duck and cover but there's like 400 shots are fired that's not considered a mass shooting you see because they can't hit their targets and that means that it's not a mass shooting white people commit mass shootings because because they aim i think is kind of the idea that they 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 aim their weapons before they pull the trigger and that this makes them very 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 bad you see that's why they like AR15s because they're accurate weapons and they're not running around spraying bullets you know, into the ether and waiting to find out what happens to them, and that's why you know the uh, the thing. Now, you know, serial killers is another story. Yeah. you know, white people are serial killers because you know they they can think four moves in advance. I think it's kind of the idea. But anyway, so like these maniacs, they um they were they were like rioting over a homeless guy, he got himself choked out. You heard right? So like, there's this guy. He's like uh, he's he's a Michael Jackson impersonator. Right. And a Michael Jackson impersonator, shockingly enough, like he he I I guess he thought he was going to make it big. It didn't happen that way. He ended up homeless and poor and probably addicted to drugs. And so he was out on the train threatening people. And this didn't work out very well for him. He ended up in a chokehold, and there was a guy. And you know, so it, the worst thing is that the guy who who stopped him is blonde, and so he's going to be convicted of first degree murder and really have a very de- negative time. But so, like, he got he's dead now, right? And he wouldn't be like he wouldn't be dead if they hadn't, you know, defunded the police, if the police had just gone and arrested the guy for any of the like hundreds of crimes that he committed. Right. Like if any of the hundreds of crimes that he committed, he'd spent some time in jail instead of just going and committing more crimes then like he never would have met. He never would have met the blonde guy. And then and then the and then the Democrat Party wouldn't have to riot and murder. But they do. So they have to riot and murder is kind of the idea there's a dead drug addict somewhere and so you know they're they're running around they're they're rioting and they're they're saying openly they're going to burn the city down they, that they're going to use violence and this is this is just totally accepted by the powers that be it's normal you know it's just a it's a mostly peaceful protest you understand but oh god forbid you notice the history of somebody's last name who's involved in like some evil stuff and you, you know you got to lose your paypal account before somebody gets hurt you see so I tuned into this thing last night, and this is what inspired me to try to do the Twitter Spaces thing. A lot of good that did. Um, uh, Richard Spencer was on the Twitter Spaces, and, uh, and he did a thing. I imagine some of you heard of Richard Spencer. He's, he was like a media darling of the alt-right thing, and I guess now we know why. He, he appears more alt than right these days, I'd say. He endorsed. He didn't just endorse Joe Biden for president. He endorsed like a straight party line Democrat vote. It was relayed to me while I uh, didn't have an internet connection, and so I was like, "Wait a second, what are you talking about?" Like I followed this guy into this like really bad situation. I got myself in all this trouble, and and I was like, "I thought that you were, you know, on my team." And then he's like, "No, vote party line Democrat because." that's going to improve matters. And so I'm like, oh, that's why everything didn't work. And so, uh, but whatever. So last night he did this thing on um, this Twitter Spaces thing. And uh, those of you who didn't catch, so those of you who, most of you have not heard this, that right before we actually started the real show, I did a sound check on this Twitter Spaces thing, which is like an audio broadcast for Twitter. And I tried to hook my phone up to my audio setup in here. And it was awful. It was like, it was like, I was like, okay, that's not going to work. And so the Twitter people, those who like are too lazy to leave Twitter and go to surrealpolitics.com slash live, they're hearing just me. And when you call in, they're not going to hear, but you can call in at 217-688-1433. You're welcome to do that. It's a great idea, by the way, you might want to get on hold now, and then I'll be able to take your call. Whenever I run out of gas, and that would be actually helpful to me for what it's worth, um, and so I turned into the thing, and he—it was titled "RWDs: Mass Violence in the Online Right," and like, what the hell just happened here? Check, check. What's a Check, 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 check. Check, 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 okay, so, anyway, oh, that is, this is my headphones doing this, isn't it, that's my headphones, that's not, <laughs> okay, so, anyway, sorry about the, sorry about the very loud thing, I didn't hear myself in my headphones, oh, sorry, whoa, hey, what time is it, let me, um, real quick, let me see where to pop that out there, and um, that's at 43:22. Uh, 43:22 is when I dropped that f-bomb, and I'm going to edit that out of the audio. 43:22. Okay. So as I was saying, so I, I tuned into this thing, right? And at the time, I didn't have nearly so much trouble with my audio because I was just listening, and I didn't have to worry about my own audio quality. So I got to hear most of it, as it were. And it, he basically was on there with like Chuck Johnson and some people, and like a, this like a parade of whack jobs. And they were talking about de-radicalizing people. They're trying to de-radicalize people now. And the way that they're going about de-radicalizing people is like airing nutcases who talk about the Catholic Church trying to assassinate Abraham Lincoln and stuff. And I said, wow, you know, that'll do it. (laughs) You know, as long as they, you know, once they realize that the Catholic Church tried to assassinate Abraham Lincoln, then they're going to stop with the whole mass shooting thing. Um, And he basically threw Gavin McGinnis under the bus. He, he's suggesting that the Proud Boys was uh, was indeed like this violent criminal conspiracy, like that that was the whole point of it. And, you know, I, I guess I'm not privy to everything that Richard Spencer is, but, you know, from what I heard, I don't know that that, was, uh, that that was necessarily established, you know. And you might have heard that, you know, Richard Spencer and I were co-defendants in this thing where we were accused of participating in a violent conspiracy, and we went through this whole like charade of a trial down in virginia and 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 in a civil trial where the verdict the burden of proof is preponderance of the evidence. they were unable to uh they were unable to prove that uh, violent conspiracy they They found us liable for harassment, as it were, which is preposterous, right? It's like, oh, you have a political demonstration, and people who don't like your ideas, they show up and they assault you, and then you have to pay them is kind of the way this works. And that's Virginia it's not the Virginia law. it's just it's just what they do, you know. And so uh, so I listened to this thing and I said, oh, my God, what happened? Because I had heard like I heard about the Democrat thing and I'm like, whatever. Maybe he's like an accelerationist. Right. Maybe what Richard Spencer's actually trying to do is destroy the United States government. And for that reason, he's trying to get people to vote Democrat. Now, there are people who do this, you might know. I think the Democrat Party is like chief among them, as it were. They're like, vote for us so we can wreck this place. And a lot of people are like, you know what? I hate this country. I'll vote for you. And that, that's what motivates, you know, basically the entire left, right? They're not, you know, and sometimes they admit it. <clears throat> you know, Bradley Manning, some people call him Chelsea because they're scared of, of being called transphobic. Um, he like, he tweeted this thing. He was like, uh, oh, we'll have, we'll have uh, universal health care and a universal basic income guarantee, regardless of citizenship, and then we'll open the borders and then we'll dance in the rubble. He said this on Twitter. And uh, and then he goes and he tells people, "I'm trying to do nice things. I love America and I share American values. And because I'm such a big fan of America, I want to do these things." And then you go, you look at his Twitter feed, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. I want to dance in the rubble." Is what he's actually what he's actually trying to do. And so I figured, okay, maybe Richard Spencer wants to dance in the rubble. Maybe he's like, okay. I went to this thing. I tried to, you know, participate in politics and I had a political demonstration and then I got sued and like all my friends went to jail. And so I think that the best thing that I could do is ruin this country by voting Democrat. And then we can all sort of like emerge from the ashes in some sort of like Mad Max post-apocalyptic nonsense, right? I'm thinking that maybe this is what's going through the guy's head. But as I listened to it, I realized that I've been given this guy way too much credit that like it's it does appear that not that he's sincerely not that he's sincerely attempting to de-radicalize people. It's not that wasn't what it was. I mean, there's nothing sincere about what I listened to. It was it was bizarre and preposterous. And I found it kind of funny, right, because, you know, I do this show. And I try to do it in such a fashion that won't get me banned from Twitter and won't make me lose my credit card processing so that I don't have to starve to death. Right. And and I don't I don't know if you guys have ever been hungry before. It's not it's not fun. And so I was thinking that, um, I you know, people give me a hard time about this, that I'm like, maybe I should not say the F-bomb five times an hour and maybe I could talk about something other than you know who runs the central bank? You know, I thought maybe I could do that. You know, once or twice a week, and that that wouldn't you know that wouldn't make me a uh, you know they call them cucks. You know, you've heard this phrase, and you know some people just were like, no, absolutely not. Like if you don't if you don't wake up in the morning angry, if you don't wake up in the morning angry and immediately begin lifting weights, and hollering racial epithets in your mirror, then you're a cuck, and you don't deserve to have an internet connection. Some people, you know, some people think these things, and I'm like, okay, I'll just ban you from my Telegram channel, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to worry about, you know, I'm not on Facebook, all this stuff, so I don't have to hear about it. But anyway, so like, I, I, I was like, okay, you know, th- this causes me, I hate to admit it, because I don't want to encourage these people, but it causes me to question myself, of course, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a coward. I hate cowardice. Like, cowardice really drives me crazy. But I realized at some point that, you know, giving back, giving into that type of pressure would be actually very cowardly also, right? And so I'm hating cowardice. I'm like, no, I'm not, you know what, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to back down because some guy who who can't even tell me what his name is, is cursing me out on the internet. No, I'm going to go do what I have to do. I'd like to make some money. Thank you. And so I I do my thing. But in any case, it causes me to question myself nonetheless. Not nonetheless, it, it is. Less. It is less because, you know, if you can't tell me your name, you know, what good is your opinion? But anyway, and I got I, I, I guess what I'm saying is that, like, I actually felt much better about myself. I don't know what is wrong with this. I, I can't believe that these things. How many times do I have to tell this computer to shut the hell up while I'm on a damn show? And so what I was saying before Telegram beeped at me. but I can't you know what it is is I can't turn the computer volume off because when I play the intro music and when I play sound effects from time to time the the computer has to have sound and so it used to be you know the, the Windows 10 you go you right click the speaker and then it gives you the volume mixer and then it's like here's the apps that are open would you like to mute those and I was like yes as a matter of fact I would love to mute those apps and I just do that before the show now it's every once in a while you'd still hear a beep because You know, I'm incompetent uh, or whatever. And so, uh, but now in Windows 11, they're like, Windows 11 is going to save you a lot of time, as a matter of fact. So Windows 11 thinks that they're going to solve all your problems by not showing you things that they don't think are necessary, right? So they're like, telegram's not making sounds now. So we don't have to show it to you in the volume mixer for you to mute it. Why don't you just go ahead and do your radio show? And then in the middle of it, when telegram makes a noise, then it'll show up in the volume mixer and then you can mute telegram. Well, thank you very much, Microsoft. I think, I don't know which is worse, Windows 11 or, or Bill Gates, you know, hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. It's a pretty close call. 217-688-1433 if you would like to be on the program. And the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. I, I realize that you're probably enjoying this, but I could, I could use some help here. And so um, before I got so rudely inter- interrupted by the, by the telegram thing, and, the, uh, and uh, what I was going to say was, And so, uh, anyway, so I was, uh, you know, I, I questioned myself about these things, and then I got to, I got a kind of an ego boost out of Richard Spencer, I guess is what I'm saying, because Richard Spencer used to be the guy, right? Like, you know, part of his problem is that, you know, he's sleeping with everybody's girlfriend or whatever, like a guy was, you know, couldn't, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say couldn't keep it in his pants, I suppose he could do, if he tried, but he just didn't see much reason to, I guess, and so, you know. He, was, uh, he, uh, he did all right with the ladies, let's say. And then I was like, wow, you know, this guy has completely lost his mind. He's on here talking about—Richard uh, he, Spencer, I should clarify, didn't say that the Catholic Church tried to assassinate Abraham Lincoln. Um, he, uh, he was just uh, giving voice to it and not questioning it and stuff. And so— I don't know what these people think they're going to accomplish just being like, oh, well, because I tune into the thing and he's talking about Pinochet. And, like, I didn't understand at this point, like, it had not yet been explained to me that a Hispanic white supremacist put on a a RWDS patch and started murdering people. I didn't understand that part yet, and so— I was like, I tuned in, and he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, Hispanic white supremacists. That's that's how the Gavin McGinnis thing came up." He's like, "Yeah, well, you know, Gavin McGinnis basically started this criminal organization called the Proud Boys, and he had a bunch of Hispanic people in there, and he's basically, you know, he's fine with Jews, and um, and they just wanted violence, and so of course, you know, you had a bunch of like not, you know, um, Hispanic Nazis running around beating people up because Gavin McGinnis had a podcast. I think is kind of the the moral of the story, and so." He, he believes that this is plausible and of course, you have these things like uh, Augusto Pinochet who's like uh, he was a, he's a guy who um, the US government helped him overthrow uh, the President of Chile sometime back and he, and, he, and, he, and he had a, a helicopter launch a missile into the, into the presidential uh, palace or Mansion or whatever and they killed they killed the guy Allende or Allende, I guess is the way it's pronounced. And so uh, he's like, yeah, so you know, Of course, you know, the whole right wing death squad thing, it it actually originates from South America. And so, yeah, of course, the the Hispanic white supremacists are shooting up the mall. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, the guy voted Democrat. So I guess, you know, it makes sense that he would believe that. But I was like, okay, you know, this is the de-radicalization program now that there's Hispanic white supremacists going around shooting up the malls. And so if you think that's going to work, then let's go take over all of Stone Mountain. We'll be all set. All right. Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. If you'd like to be on the program, and the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. And this wasn't it either. Like I also heard. So there was a situation where a guy, somebody, you hear about this situation where somebody mowed down a bunch of migrants in, uh, and uh, this was also in Texas. So in Texas, basically, is where all the Hispanic white supremacists are because. It used to be Mexico, I think, is kind of the bit. And so they're like, no, we're, we're white, but, you know, we're kind of like take it or leave it. It's kind of like there's other ethnic groups that do this. They're like, fellow white people, and then they're like, white people are bad. You've seen these people around before. Um, and so, you know, there's Hispanic white supremacists in Texas, and one of them killed a bunch of illegal immigrants, and he did it with his car. And so according to police, a local man with a lengthy criminal record has been charged with eight counts of manslaughter after he drove an SUV into a group of migrants waiting at a bus stop in Brownsville, Texas on Sunday, killing eight people and injuring 10 others. The driver identified as uh, George, I think his probably name is probably pronounced Jorge, his name is George Alvarez, Jorge Alvarez, 34, apparently ran a red light and lost control of the vehicle, flipped over and hit 18 people, the police said authorities are still investigating whether the crash was intentional and toxicology results are pending to determine if Alvarez was under the influence at the time of the accident, incident, I should say. They're not actually calling it an accident because, you know, he's probably a Hispanic white supremacist who is running down his own people out of animus for transgenderism is probably what it was. He's probably like, you guys are going to help the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is going to trans my kids, and so I have to kill you is probably what was going on. It's like, I, I, it's not even an ethnic animus. It's just, it's just, it's just realpolitik, you see. Um, uh despite attempting to flee, Alvarez was apprehended by witnesses, and he's currently being held on $3.6 million bail. And so I guess the, the Democrat Party will probably get him out if he was—if, like, if proof's helpful to them, they'll, they'll do it. Kamala Harris, go ahead, raise money for this guy. The incident occurred near the uh, Ozanum Center, a facility that provides aid to migrants. A witness, Kendall Madrid, claimed to have heard Alvarez shouting, oh, this is interesting, F migrants in Spanish, and gesturing at the group before plowing into them. However, Brownsville Police Chief Felix Salceda stated that the department could not confirm these allegations. Alvarez's criminal record includes charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, assault against an elderly or disabled person, assaulting a, uh, assault causing bodily injury to a family member, and 11 other counts. He has not cooperated with officials investigating the incident. So I guess it was, as a matter of fact, like the, the, the thing about the woman saying that he shouted F migrants, I didn't even know that because I was screwing around with audio before the show. And I just was like, I'm going to go read this thing on the air. If, uh, if people don't call me at two, one, seven, six, eight, eight, one, four, three, three. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm learning about the news while I do a live radio show because that's, um, that's how we do these things. Two, one, seven, six, eight, eight, one, four, three, three. If you would like to be on the program, and the more you talk, the less I have to, so please do give us a call. Um, so that guy's probably going to, um, he's probably not going to make bail. I'm thinking Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris would have bailed him out. Like if, if he was like, Hey, migrants get in the car, I'm going to help you, you know, smuggle fentanyl or whatever. And they all died because they were high and they'd crashed the car. She'd be like, Oh, well, you know. It was white supremacy made you do it, so we'll get you some bail money. But if she, if he shouted, F migrants, they're like, how are we going to win elections if we don't replace the population of this country? Oh, my God, did I say great replacement? Yes, I did. I said it. But anyway, um, and so I guess the Hispanic white supremacists, you know, they're going to take over the whole thing. Like, they're going to replace us literally, right? We, we went to this place one time. And we were like, "You will not replace us." And they were like, "Are you kidding me? I'm not just going to take over your. I'm taking over white supremacy. Is what I'm going to do. We're going to be the. We're going to be the most dangerous white supremacists ever. And we're going to scream. And we're going to speak Spanish while we do it. And you guys are not even going to. You guys aren't going to be welcome in like white supremacy anymore. We're going to take over white supremacy. That's what's going to happen. And then we're going to have to like start a whole new thing. We're going to be like, hey, you know, <clears throat> I don't even know what it. I don't even know what we'll do. But it's going to have to be like, hey, you know, we're going to have to stop going out in the sun. We're going to have to be like, hey, we're pale supremacy now. We're going to have to do something because they're taking over white supremacy. 217 688 if you'd like to be on the program. And the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. Um, uh, e. Jean Carroll, um, if, you, if you haven't been living under a rock, you probably understand that she's – She's crazy, like really crazy, and she's suing Donald Trump for raping her. And then you look at her and you're like, no, that's that's really pretty funny, you know. And I've said before, I'll say it again just because it's kind of funny, that like, you know, some of you really have negative opinions of Donald Trump. And okay, fine, you don't like Donald Trump. Maybe you think that, even if you think Donald Trump is a rapist, right, like, you know, You know, the left, they try to say like, oh, Donald Trump and Jeffrey, they're trying to make Jeffrey Epstein out to be a right wing thing, which is kind of funny. Right. And I do think, you know, he had some contact with Epstein and he, you know, he had he said that uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was a very fine person or something like that. And he actually said that it wasn't like it wasn't like when he said me and my friends were fine people in Virginia. It was he actually said that. And the and the Democrats didn't go after him for it at all. So, like, you might believe that Donald Trump is like a sexual predator, and that's fine. I mean, you know, that's that's fine if you believe that. I still want the guy to be president. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure Joe Biden is a sexual predator. And the only thing, you know, if anything, stopping him, I mean, he probably gets... That's probably how they keep him talking, as a matter of fact. Like, he probably... Like, you hear these stories that they have to give him drugs in order to keep him working, and probably Viagra's one of them. They're like, okay, look, we're going to get you out of here. And he's like, no, I can't get out of bed. And they're like, I'll give you a Viagra. And then he goes and he chases, he chases the girls, and he sniffs their hair or whatever. But like so even if you think that Donald Trump is a rapist is my point is that like if Donald Trump was a rapist he's not an idiot okay so like he wouldn't go into like the dressing room in a department store and just like knock some random idiot down and 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 force himself on her okay not even in the '90s, right? Like maybe I think I don't know. Could you get away with that in the '80s? Maybe the '70s? I don't know. But like you can't do. You're you're in the '90s. You definitely couldn't run around just raping people in department stores, even if you're a billionaire. Like people really frown upon that type of stuff, and they tend to call the cops. I mean, she didn't. You know, she didn't call the cops because she was like, you know, I don't know why. You know, they they do these things where they're like, no, I didn't call the cops until, until it was politically convenient because because rape is. Feminist jargon and stuff. So you know, whatever. So she's crazy, and so she um, she has a bizarre Facebook post history. It turns out, and it's crazy that we haven't seen more of this in the past. I I knew that she was crazy before, like before I lost access to the internet. I I kind of had some peripheral awareness of the fact that she was a lunatic. Because she's represented by the same maniac who sued me, and basically what the maniac who sued me does, her name's Roberta Kaplan, and she's a criminal, okay? And so she has the same last name as the judge in the, in the case against Trump there, and so there's not a conflict of interest, they assure us, because they're not related, okay? They don't, they're not part of the same criminal conspiracy, it's just what they do, you see, And so um, she represents this liar too, and she is also suing Ron DeSantis for the so-called don't say gay bill. Um, She, by the way, is not suing Ron DeSantis, it's worth pointing out, for the don't pass out flyers if they upset the people who go to synagogue bill, okay? She's not worried about book burning, she's not worried about freedom of speech, she's very specifically worried about pushing transgender nonsense on children, you understand, okay? So she's suing him for that, but not the thing that actually infringes on people's freedom of speech. And that's exactly what you would expect her to do because she's a liar and a criminal with the last name Kaplan. And anyway, so she's representing this maniac and she apparently like she was actually an advice columnist. You want you want to know why this country is in a state that it is? It's because this maniac was an advice columnist. Right. Like these people go out and they're like, you know what? I can't. I can't get out of bed in the morning, right? The reason that I'm becoming a writer is because I can't do anything else. I can't show up on time for a job. And so I write about what other people should be doing, okay? And that's your first hint that somebody's a a freaking mess is when they're like, you know what? I know what you should be doing. And then you're like, as a matter of fact, you don't, right? Like You would be doing something And then I would seek to emulate that if you were giving me good advice. But no, that's not what she does. What she does is make up stories, okay? And so she has been on Facebook obsessed with sex, violence, pornography, and with one post from 2012 discussing sex with Donald Trump in a jovial fashion. She was joking about it. She's 79 years old, and she first alleges she was raped by Donald Trump in a book, which was released in 2019, okay? So she's, you know, uh, oh, well, you know, I got raped, and I'm like, oh, I need like a Kleenex or whatever, and then she just goes, you know, fixes her makeup or whatever, and then, then, you know, uh, 20, 30 years goes by, and then he becomes president of the United States, and she's still, you know, she's not like, hey, oh my God, the president raped me. It's not until she publishes a book and she's like, oh, well, go buy my book and you can hear about how Donald Trump raped me, which I guess, did that come out after the Christine Blasey Ford thing? I think it did. And that makes perfect sense, right? Because Christine Blasey Ford committed perjury and she was like hailed by the Democrats. They're like, oh, I love it when people lie under oath in front of Congress and make up rape stories that are crazy because I don't like Republicans or so she, I guess she saw that on television. She was like, "I better write a book." at got raped by Donald Trump, and then and then people didn't even buy the book. They were like, "Oh, I'll just I'll just fund your loss. I'm not going to pay you. I'll give you money. I'm not going to give you money because you're cra- you're crazy. I'll just give it to your lawyer. I'll give you a I'll give your lawyer money so that your lawyer can sue Donald Trump, and then you can go and make a fool of yourself on the stage. And that's kind of like what happened. So she's been posting. She's been they call this s posting is in some circles, you know. Cole, you're on a radical agenda. With, I'm sorry, you're on the surreal politics, I should say. I shouldn't get these things confused because we could get in trouble. Go ahead, sir.
1: Hey,
2: Chris. Um, yeah, this this shooting that took place in Texas is, like, really crazy. And, uh, you know, I feel like we're in a place in America now where things are so wild and bad that it almost doesn't matter. Like, politically speaking, everyone's got, you know, their their angle that they want to push on it. But it really doesn't matter because, like, we're so fractured. I don't know what kind of narrative you can get out of it. And the information space is so confused. Um, originally, there were a lot of reports coming out that this was a black guy that was, you know, retaliating for, you know, uh, the murdering of the, you know, different black people, and Trayvon Martin was mentioned. And then after that, it turned out that, you know, he, he was Hispanic. And then the, the, there were reports saying that this was like a black mall that he had shot up. But then there was a video that came out where the victims looked white, and it's like the whole thing is just confused. Um, and then I don't know if you've seen, but on Twitter, people have been posting pictures of the killer. Right. So originally there was a mugshot shot that came out. Then there was another picture of him at a bar. Then there was a third picture that an anti-Semitism Twitter page had shared where the guy had neck tattoos. And it's like three different Spanish guys. Like they're not even the same guy, like very clearly. And so it's like, we don't even know what the guy looks like because the police haven't released a photo of him, just his name, you know, but Hispanic people have the same name. So you can't really track that down. And it's like, you don't even know what's going on in this country anymore. I, I, I'm like flabbergasted by what, what is even happening. And, it, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around here. But, it's okay. Uh, you know, Richard Spencer last night is trying to spin some kind of narrative to attack the Proud Boys. I mean, it's just like, what the, what the hell is going on? Like, nothing even makes any sense anymore.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it was. It was. We both listened to this thing last night, and it was like it. It was like it. it the idea that he's going to improve his situation by throwing Gavin McGuinness under the bus it really sounds kind of like it. It sounds too stupid for Richard Spencer to believe because I don't believe that he's stupid, right? Um, and so, like, I don't know what it is that he thinks he's going to, what he thinks he's going to accomplish, but. This story doesn't make any sense, whatever the case may be. I, I don't know if this guy's just, you know, an AI character or what. Um, it, I even noticed the phenomenon of the the different pictures posted of the guy. I mean, you know, it might just be because my ethnocentrism makes me believe that all these pictures look the same. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is preposterous. It's preposterous that a a genuine right-wing guy— thinks that the way that he's going to advance his cause is to walk into a mall and start gunning down people of, like, whatever ethnicity he happens to come across, right? And, you know, I saw this pile of, you know, dead white girl bodies in a video. And to the best of my knowledge, like, I actually read an article. So I was trying to figure out if this pile of dead white girls um, was the victims, because I, I understood there to be some disinformation. And, I, and when, I, when I searched for the victims... I saw like, okay, there's like Asian and Spanish last names the, and the pictures that I did see looked like diversity posters or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, maybe this is not, maybe the pile of dead white girls is from some other, you know, some, from some other crime. That would make perfect sense. This happens entirely too frequently. And so I'm like, okay, well, can somebody tell me who murdered that pile of white girls over there? And can we talk about, can we talk about that for a while? But then I see a story that says, that Elon Musk is under attack because he he allowed this these these images of the of the victims these gory images of the victims to go around on Twitter and that tells me that seems to indicate to me that there is actually a a pile of dead white girls over there and uh, and I have yet to know their names and that is sort of upsetting to me and as I said before since when do you have to like wait to figure out that a guy's a right winger right like like usually. They tell you he's a right winger, and then you find out later on that he's been retweeting Antifa or whatever. You know that's how this this stuff usually happens. And so um, this does not make any sense. I think it's complete nonsense. And it doesn't seem to me that it doesn't seem to me that they should have to make these things up. Frankly, okay, like there have been, uh, I think that there have been real right wing mass shooters, and they have no problem yeah. bringing them up over and over and over again. It's not like it's not like they lose these arrows in their quiver. So it doesn't seem to make sense to me that they would necessarily be faking these things either. But um, it, you know, it's just it, nothing adds up about the thing. And so, I think that uh, from the from the fact that the story sounds like it's a it's a cartoon, and that uh, Richard Spencer's all over it, like, see, I told you about Pinochet; he was bad news the whole time, you know. And like, it's that it's that Milton Friedman guy who caused all these problems. And I'm like, all right, so. I I get it, you're socials, but so like I I, I think that um, the whole world's gone completely crazy, my friend, and uh, I guess that's why we call it surreal politics after all.
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh, nothing for nothing, but Augusto Pinochet was probably like one of the whitest people, you know, in South America. He was completely European.
0: Well, you, you know, what's funny about I, that? You know, I, I, I read a book. Um, it, it was, and by the way, I can't recommend this book highly enough. I'll actually, I should put it in the show notes with an affiliate link. Um, I I think, um, I read this book, I think it was titled Nation of Enemies, and it was about, you know, Augusto uh, Pinochet's Chile, and it, like, and it was deeply, deeply satisfying, even though it lacked much mention of throwing people out of helicopters. Like, it was, like, there was talk of helicopter rides, but they weren't, like, they didn't, like, give, like, graphic accounts of, like, no, please don't throw me out, and he's, like, Puto!" like, I wanted to hear that so bad, (laughs) and they didn't do that. They were just like, oh, so, you know, there was like this guy who was in the military and he'd show up with a helicopter and people would get scared. And I was like, okay, well, you know, that leaves too much to the imagination. And if you haven't been listening to the radical agenda for six years, you know, you might not get the reference. And so so, but yeah, but anyway, they said it like they they kept on referring to his blue eyes. Right. It was like a means of demonizing the guy. Right. They're like, well, it wasn't like he was one of them. He had blue eyes, which is why he was an evil fascist. And I was like, well, you know, that does sort of explain it. But. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah the Chilean army too followed like the Prussian uh military like structure so like they all they like if you ever watch a, a Chilean military parade from the time period, probably even today um they all look like Nazis, so it's pretty funny but um yeah I mean there, there's an article in the New York post that came out about this gunman and they're basically trying to tie him to Nick Fuentes to make him a white supremacist, which is funny because they're both Spanish
0: that uh, is funny so
2: I'm just gonna read this one i'm gonna I'm gonna read it um the gunman's account also included series of posts re- rallying against diversity despite the fact that Garcia addressed his own Hispanic heritage, which previously casted doubt on his neo-Nazi leanings. In one post, Garcia suggested that Latinos and Hispanics are white, referencing notable white supremacist Nick Fuentes, whose father was half-Mexican. So, you know, I mean, like, is, like, these weird sort of like tangential in like, sorry, sorry for the F-bomb, uh, tangential sorry. like ties to like, look, this is how we're going to prove this is a white supremacist. And and it just doesn't make any sense. Like the the public, like the general public is going to read things like this or see a picture of this guy and they're going to be really confused and it's not going to move political um, opinions anyway you know so it makes you wonder like why they do it like what what is the point here i mean it's just like they want to tack it on i guess for their own stats or something i don't know like, i think it, it really i think confusing.
0: it's like i think it's the cat williams bit right it's we going to take over all of stone mountain what they're doing is they're like of course it doesn't make any sense shut up and 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 do what i say anyway right i, I really think that that's cuz that's the that's the gender stuff right you know there was um there was another story came out that like you know on top of the fact that you've got the the, the guys they want to go into the women's leagues okay now what you've got is um, there's a story on Fox the other day about um, some MMA fighter who was like, I'll take on this professional MMA fighter and 10 <laughs> trans men, you know, which are women who who take steroids, right? And I'm like, oh, this is going to be the next big thing, right? That that women are going to take over the, the men's sports leagues because you're allowed to cheat if you're a woman. You can take, you know, steroids if you're, if you're a female and you're doing men's sports. And so, like... Um, you know, everything about what they're doing, it, it's not designed to convince you, right? It's it's designed to be like, of course I'm lying, and you're going to do what I said anyway. There's, there's Solzhenitsyn line, right? And he's like, we know they are lying. They certainly know that we know that they are lying, and we know that they know that we <laughs> know that they are lying, and still they continue to lie, right? And I think that he posits it as sort of like a curiosity. He's like, well, why would everybody go through this through this thing? And it's no. It's, it's a coercive exercise, right? The, the whole entire point of it is that, like, you, of course, you don't believe what we're saying. Of course, it's nonsense. And if you question us, we will absolutely destroy you. And so you are definitely going to go along with our lie. And, and I think that's literally, you know, that's literally the project. Now, I have my doubts about how sustainable that is, fortunately. Um, but of course, I, I, I'm shocked that it has continued as long as it has. And so I should not get my hopes up, I guess.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it's funny, you know, in the United States, like if you talk to like the average American, right, and you, you mentioned either a Spanish name or you, the Spanish language, they automatically picture like this, like, totally foreign, like brown person, like most people have that image of what Hispanic is in their mind. So like, you know, you might find some people on Telegram where you could have a conversation about like, well, what race is Hispanics, and maybe some are Hispanics are white, but like that doesn't fly in the mainstream. So like the fact that they're running with this is really strange. And, you know, the, the police have not released an image. They they put the name out there, but they won't give an image. And they're running with this neo-Nazi line in the news. Um, and it's like they're purposefully not showing you what the guy looks like, because if you saw him, you would be like, what the hell? Like, this makes no sense. And totally just tune it out. And we um, certainly haven't but, seen you know, this. Like um, says, we,
0: we certainly haven't seen the RWDS patch, I gather.
2: I, I have not seen. It. I don't know if that's right. been out there. I mean, you know. When I, you said it, that you saw the awful. story in the New York I, I Post,
0: seen that run though. Did you when you said yeah. you saw you saw the story in the New York Post? When when you saw that, did um did that contain screenshots of the um of the uh, of the Facebook post or did it just say like, oh, he said this stuff and you should believe us because we're the New York Post?
2: Yeah, it just said it. It was like in the in the byline of the article.
0: Okay. Oh well.
2: And so, I mean, you know, ultimately, like you had said, I mean, once they get to the point where they're just going to lie as a means to, like, kind of like flex on you, that's a bad place for them to be in, I think. And I think that they're, that that means that they're running out of uh, credibility, which is a, a bad place for them to be in ultimately.
0: Indeed, it is, my friend, and that is uh, that is a fortunate thing indeed. You know, I think uh, Tucker Carlson keeps on saying, you know, this this moment is too ridiculous to continue. And so we may, uh, we may hope that he uh, turns out to be correct. But, of course, I, I thought that, you know, I thought that, like, the day after Bruce Jenner was like, call me Caitlin, And I was like, yeah, it's not going to fly. And then they were like, no, we're going to burn the country down. And they were like, okay, fine, go ahead, burn it. And so, I don't know. We shall see, my friend. Thank you very much for the call, all right?
2: All
0: right. See you thank, later. Thank you very much, my friend. Uh, 217-688-1433, if you would like to be on the program. And the more you talk, the less I have to so please do give us a call. Somebody is telling me that he can't hear the callers anymore on the Twitter space, just you. And so I should inform the people who are on the Twitter space that that is um, something that we figured out at the beginning. The, I, at, for a minute there, I tried to what I tried to do for the people on Twitter spaces, I tried to turn my speaker on on my computer um, in order to, for you to hear the caller. But then it was feeding back into my microphone, and I care way too much about my podcast listeners to allow you to ruin the audio for everybody else. So if you go to surrealpolitics.com slash live, you'll be able to use the uh, the audio or the video player there, or you can watch on Rumble or you can watch on um, or you can watch on uh, uh, Odyssey or you can watch on DLive, or you can get the Get Me radio app or the uh, my tuner app all of these things carry um real uh, the radical agenda and surreal mm. politics i shouldn't really talk about the radical agenda on surreal politics but you get the idea and so um let's go to another call Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. if you would like to be on the program uh for one uh, caller you are on the radical agenda what's your agenda um, it's not the radical agenda oh my god i'm i'm having too much fun i assumed that i was doing the uncensored production you're on surreal politics sir try to mind your language thank you
3: yeah i thought i called into the wrong place for a second there but uh <laughs> but uh, i understand uh you know i was uh listening to uh alex jones this morning which i don't do very often anymore but uh he was kind of uh hinting at the fact that he believes that uh, this is probably some clandestine people working with the cartels in order to uh, run psychological operations against uh, the American people. And uh, I don't find that hard to believe, but I wanted to see if you had any thoughts on that idea.
0: So what you're saying is that Alex Jones put forth a theory. I'm seeing if I understand this. That the cartel went and sent some uh, some mK ultra maniac into a shopping mall to shoot a bunch of people because that would somehow assist in their um, criminal enterprise <clears throat>
3: uh, well I, he you know he basically said something you know he basically said something along those lines and he and he opened the phones up and had a lot of people calling in kind of uh who seem to be working in different sectors of the government saying it's certainly not impossible because, you know, basically, basically saying that, you know, people don't understand how hardcore the the gangs and cartels are. And, uh, as someone who's lived around a lot of these kind of, uh, groups, I would say, you know, not intimately familiar with them, but, you know, in, you know, being a, in and around them, it seems that there's a new breed of, uh, Im- new wave of immigration coming into the united states and if you see the border piling up and all that uh you know I-, I think it's clear that uh certainly a lot of the cartels and gangs are are running rampant through the united states and uh i don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility that uh you know that they could be certainly working with the uh, certain you know alphabet soup uh groups in the, in the, in the, uh, in the government. But, you know, I don't know if I, if I, if I'm saying that that's what it is, but I'm just saying it makes more sense than a Hispanic white supremacist ever claiming, right? Well, I
0: would say that, you know, the making more sense than the Hispanic white supremacist is a low bar to set, but I do see your point. I'm trying to figure out now, I don't, um, I am not of the view that, um, it is hard to believe that the, mexican cartels are hardcore i i I believe that um uh, from what i know about them it's it's not all that big of a deal to run around you know murdering people i i think that however i'm i'm under the impression and perhaps the mistaken impression that they they want to make money and so i'm trying to figure out like it's one of those things like um what's the you know the uh the the underpants gnome thing you know that they're like oh well you know, we'll go do this thing and then after we do this thing, money, right? And and there's like a there's a there's a second step that's a question mark and 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 you don't you don't understand how it uh, how it works. And I haven't done it any justice, but I think I think you get the idea. And so I'm I'm skeptical of the idea that the cartels were like, Okay, um you, uh, soldier, um, you're gonna go put on this uh this uh right wing death squads thing and you're gonna go get yourself killed. And he's like, Hey, wait a second. I thought that I was going to die gloriously. You know, I thought that I was going to you know, uh, make a whole bunch of money and uh, all this stuff was going to happen and, and then you just send me off to die in a mall. I don't know. I, I, have, a, I have a difficult time believing that. Um, but you know, it does make more sense than a Hispanic white supremacist who thinks that he's going to advance the interests of the European people <laughs> by gunning down a bunch of strangers in the mall. That, that is definitely um, more difficult to believe than, uh, than the cartel story.
3: <clears throat> yeah, sir. yeah, certainly. And and I I just bring that up because more what I was leaning towards with the with the idea is uh you know whether, you know, these whether the government factions are directly involved in this stuff or not, I don't think they need to be in order to uh use it for a psychological operation. And and everything I see going on like the previous caller was saying, it, it, it certainly leads me to believe that they're trying to demoralize the people because I don't think I think a lot of people, including a lot of immigrants, are not for a lot of the stuff happening, including a lot of, you know, uh, you know, millions of people pouring across the border unchecked. Right. So I think everything we see is a demoralization thing. And uh, I, mean, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, there there's a lot of old evidence you can find for what kind of stuff they've done to other countries um to do to demoralize people and it seems like they're just really try you know throwing the everything in the kitchen kitchen sink at the American people right now and yeah uh, I, I, I just, think uh, that you know
0: so far as that is concerned, I mean there's there's a psychological operation at work, right? And and so like the idea that the um whether whether we want to blame it on the Democrat Party or an ethnic group or whatever, it's like they they will do things just to wear you out. And I, and I do believe that there's a, that there's a certain amount of that going on. And uh, uh, if, if you have anything else, I'll let you get it out or I will, uh, I'm going to move on.
2: Uh,
3: No, that's all I had. I mean, uh, I would just be curious to see what, 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 where where do you see the hope in these kind of uh, with everything going on? Because it, I, I go back and forth between the black and the white pill, right? Like I, I look at everything going on, and I see more and more people becoming aware. But when I try to strategize what what would be the best uh, way to go about using people becoming aware, it it it's very difficult to see uh, a clear path, right? And so I, I guess that's where I'll, I'll leave. Well,
0: here's off. here's what I what I will say to you is, is that I think that there's a combination of two things going on which are converging upon one another, which is there's a there's a growing realization on what has been described as the far right that, that they need to—and there's a lot of resistance to this, too—but there is a growing realization. A lot of people will whisper about it. They don't want to say it in public because they'll get yelled at on Telegram. But there's a lot of people who are sort of, like, coming to the realization that, like, okay— we really need to get serious and stop running around in like an ideological masturbatory exercise and and get, take over the government because the only way that we could solve our problems is is through government force right and so that phenomenon is occurring and and the people who resist this obviously with with and not without a degree of merit say like look you know if you if you're open about your political views you're going to be shut out of the thing and so you know the people who have been you know, vocal. You know, are sort of invested in not taking that route. Let's say most of them, and it, but not everybody, of course. You know, there's there's it, the anonymity of the alt right served a, a particular function, which is that not everybody knows your political views if you've been, you know, s posting on Telegram, right? And so that is going on. That there's this convergence um, with that with. A growing realization on what could be described as the mainstream or respectable right that, like, this is going to require some more dramatic changes than than fiddling around with the with the tax code by two or three percent. Okay, that like you know the, the idea that um, uh, what we really need is just to you know cut regulations, and I'm, I'm I don't have a problem with cutting regulations or taxes, but the the idea that we just need to go that this is like an Ayn Rand novel that, that when we get rid of all the parasites that we're going to cure cancer, that actually that doesn't work. Like the parasites actually need, you know, to, to be stopped, right? You need, you can't just, you can't just starve these people. Like you, you actually have to go and you know, the cancer has to be dealt with through uh, surgery or chemotherapy. You need to take poisons and knives and, and radar guns to it. And, um, you can't just, you know, tell it, no, okay. You know, you have to work for a living. And so, that realization is going on at the same time, and these two things are converging upon one another, and I do believe that that's going to have some kind of political impact. Now, um, that's going to—you know, the future is unpredictable by definition. If we knew what it was, it would be the past, uh, but, you know, I would say that these two forces converging upon one another are going to change our politics in ways that are unforeseeable and, and which and which our opponents cannot foresee, importantly, Right. When they're able to predict our behavior, they 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 sabotage us. And I think that it's it's going to reach a point where they can't control it anymore because it's not a bunch of people who are following a dogmatic ideological program statement that creates predictable forms of behavior. it's It's people who are coming up with um, you know, they're coming up with entirely new ideas. And the entirely new ideas, I, I think, are actually the solution to the problem. Like when people go back to like the 1930s thinking that they're going to find an answer in Germany, I, I think that it's not that they can't learn from that, but I think that they are misguided. I think that it's 2023 and we need to come up with new ideas. And those ideas, I think, are being formulated uh, and one of them is going to catch fire and then, and then things are going to change pretty fast, I'm thinking. And so that's that's the white pill for you. Um, I don't have any certainty of this. Uh, we could all be dead tomorrow. Joe Biden could get us into a nuclear war with Russia. And then the, the chi-coms would take over the world. And, and then the only good thing that we can say about that is that'll be the end of transgenderism. But that is a good thing indeed. So that's your white pill. Transgenderism is going away one way or the other, my friend. And I thank you very much for the call. Two one seven six eight eight one four three three. 1433 If you would like to be on the program, and the more you talk, the less I have to. So please do give us a call. Caller, you are on Surreal Politics. What can I do for you today?
1: Hey, Chris. Um I wanted to talk about kind of the random violence going on as well, kind of following up with the last caller and what it would seem to me is that you know um a lot of this a lot of this violence and shootings are exactly what it looks like. you know basically our society's been completely inverted, and our morals have been turned upside down in the last you know. I mean, who knows how long you want to track it back, but I mean, society's been completely inverted, so it doesn't surprise me that there's a lot of mentally ill and just very unhappy people running around out there that do these types of things. And then when they do happen, obviously you have the media and the Democrats, obviously they're going to try to frame the narrative around it to, you know, push their agenda. But um, that is kind of what I see going on with this.
0: Yeah, I, I would go so far as to say that. You're, yeah, what you're saying is absolutely correct. When you invert all values, um, murder becomes the greatest good, right? When you when you turn everything inside out and upside down, and men are becoming women and women are becoming men, and homosexuality is something that you have a Pride Month over, that's when everything is completely inverse, and you're like, oh, well, you know, we used to look, we used to frown upon the whole murder thing. But now we make rap songs about it, and people become famous. And so uh, why don't I just you know go out run around um, uh, firing my high point sideways? And so you know that is, I think uh, uh, it, it, what you are describing is a is a very real phenomenon that once you turn everything upside down, then of course, um, when evil becomes good and good becomes evil, then uh, the people who burn the church, they don't they don't get in trouble. and the people, who stand outside the abortion clinic and pray they do. And, and that kind of tells you everything that you need to know about um, the moral decay that, that comes along with everything Democrat Party.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I don't think you're overstating it when you say, you know, they've uh, turned um, evil into good and good evil. I mean, you, you see that pretty much playing out on a day-to-day basis, whether it's the transgender issue or, name um, name your issue. I mean, that's what they've done. That's what they've done. And, it, you know, like I said, it doesn't surprise me that they've created, they're basically just manufacturing unhappy people. Um, they really are. And, you know, and I guess the last thing I would guess I'd leave you on, I mean, one of the frustrating things I see is that, you know, every time there's a shooting, they get, you know, it gets turned into a gun debate where the, you know, the Democrats say we need to take all the guns and then the Republicans say, you know, everyone needs to walk around with a bazooka. And nobody's, you know, you know, nobody is um, addressing the issue at all of what is causing all of this derangement.
0: Well, right. You know, and and it's funny, they keep on um, every time that this comes up, you see the Republicans come out there and they're like, oh, well, we need to address mental health. We need to address mental health. Um, And I'm like, okay, I'm perfectly happy to start addressing the mental health thing, um, what are we going to declare to be a disordered behavior, right? (laughs) In a society where people cut their penises off and become heroes, um, how are you going to decide who's mentally ill, pal? You know, uh, it it doesn't seem to me that you have a lot to work with in that environment. You're like, oh, well, you believe, what, you believe in God? You must be schizophrenic. We'll just, we'll start medicating you. And that doesn't seem to me like that's going to stop the mass shootings at any point in the near future. and so. I think uh, we are we are approaching this moment as I as I said to the other caller that like as the way Tucker Carlson put it that like the moment is just too ridiculous to continue. Now you know I've also said many times in the past that um, I should I must stop saying that the Democrats have reached their you know their peak insanity. The left you know when you're a leftist there's no end to it. You know I mean Olinsky talks about this in Rules for Radicals. There's no there's no point of satisfaction with this thing. It's cocaine, not heroin. You know, I don't know if everybody gets that reference, but the idea is that they're not gonna they're not gonna reach some terminal point where they are like, oh, we've we've found our utopia. You know, they're just gonna keep on warping things until until they're physically stopped from continuing. And like the theory is that that has to stop. That has to you have to reach that point at at some juncture, and so let's just hope that it uh, let's just hope that it happens like before before the right-wing death squads become more than a than like some kind of like introduction to a edgy podcast or, or or you know some meme that hispanic white supremacists take up and i thank you very much for the call my friend 217-688-1433 if you would like to be on the program and the more you talk the less i have to so please do give us a call let me um, pull up this thing um, uh, what was the? I had the thing up. I had that thing up. Um, the thing that I was gonna pull up was. Oh, I wasn't even gonna pull up a story. I, the story that I had pulled up made me think of this. So, like, you know, uh, they fired uh, Tucker Carlson, and I was kind of upset about that. You might have gathered because I actually like Tucker Carlson, yeah, and not like you know you know what I mean. So I I really I watched that show, and to the point that like. You know, there was a time that I didn't have internet access, and I try not to say it too specifically on this program too often, but it's because I was in prison, and so I was in prison, and in and just to give you an idea of my dedication to watching the Tucker Carlson show, was like I almost like got into fights over it, you know, like I actually you know sort of did, and so it wasn't it wasn't just an almost like literally violence over the television in order to watch the Tucker Carlson show. But that's, you know, it's prison stuff and we don't want to talk about it here. But you get the idea is that I actually, I like the show. And so when I get out, I'm like, oh, I could watch Tucker Carlson and I don't have to, I don't have to fight anybody for it. I thought that that was nice and then they fired him. And I said, well, what am I going to do now? And so I I turn on the television and then they had Brian Kilmeade there and I said, oh, well, I don't even have a firearm to blow my brains out. And, And so I changed the channel and then I tuned in the next week and I had Lawrence Jones on. And so Lawrence Jones, you might know, is black. And that's OK. I don't hold it against him. But it's funny, OK, because it's really funny <laughs> because, you know, I don't know if you guys have followed Lawrence Jones's career at all. But he used to work for the Blaze, okay? And so Lawrence Jones worked for the Blaze for all of about five— if you don't know, the Blaze is Glenn Beck's outfit, okay? Lawrence Jones worked for the Blaze, and, like, immediately upon coming into that circle, like, Glenn Beck was like, oh, my God, a black conservative. I'm going to place him front and center, right? And so, like, Lawrence Jones became, like, the, the, the man on the scene for the Blaze. And they're like, look at how diverse and tolerant we are, right? And so of course, like as soon as that happened, Fox News was like, Oh, well, we can pay more than him. So so <laughs> he worked at the Blaze for like 10 minutes. They sent him to like two events and they were like, Go be black. And he's like, Okay, I'll go be black. And then and then and then when he and then they were like, Oh, can you come be black for us and we'll pay you more? And he was like, I'll be black for you too. And so so he's so he's he's black and they put him on the on the Tucker Carlson show to give us the finger, right? Because they were like, Oh, we'll put Brian Kilmeade on and he'll go cheerlead for Ukraine in the eight o'clock time slot because we hate you. Okay. We, we hate you. You understand? We really, really dislike you and we want you to be upset. And so we're going to put Brian Kilmeade there. And then after that, we're going to put Lawrence Jones on and Lawrence Jones for what it's worth. He's actually pretty good. He's all right. I mean, he's not Tucker Carlson, but he's not, you know, he's not a, he's not a complete idiot. And, And, you know, he's covering the news that I want to hear about. I don't have a problem with the guy, frankly, right? But the fact that they put him there for the specific purpose that they put him there for is annoying to me. So, of course, you know, in addition to the fact that I canceled my Wall Street Journal and my Fox Nation subscriptions over this, I have to change the channel at 759 now. I'm like Jesse Waters, you know, sort of on in the background, depending on what's going on. And then I left it on today, and like at 8 o'clock, I, I looked over the television, and I was like, why are they running a, a rerun of Outnumbered at 8 o'clock? They do this in earlier in the day, and if you watch Fox News daytime TV, you understand what I'm getting at. Outnumbered is this thing, It's and, and they do this really degenerate thing where they do like hashtag one lucky guy. So they, they have four women in the studio. And then they have one guy come in as like the guest, right? And then they and then they do hashtag one lucky guy because they're a bunch of degenerates, and so they so that's on that's outnumbered. And then they at eight o'clock, I was like, why are they playing outnumbered at eight o'clock? Did they have did, was Bruce Jenner busy or something? And I was like, no, it's not it's not outnumbered. They put Kaylee McEnany. <laughs> they put Kaylee McEnany. In there, so they do. Brian kill me to go cheer cheerlead for Ukraine, and then they they're like, okay, we'll put um, we'll put Lawrence Jones in the one of our token black guys. The, Fox News doesn't have a token; they have like a they have like a stable of them. They have basically have like they keep them in a I think they keep them in cages, and so and and I don't know, you know that you hear you hear all the time about what Fox News does to the women there, but I guess Kaylee McEnany she doesn't complain, and so she's in the eight o'clock time slot this week. But I didn't watch it because I have respect for myself. And uh, so that's the moral of the story. 217 688 if you would like to be on the program. You're running out of time to get on the show. If you would like to do that, go ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap it up pretty soon. Uh, Carrie Lake, uh, something happened over there. Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court reversed its own decision, according to WorldNet Daily. Arizona State Supreme Court delivered a slap on the wrist to Republican Carrie Lake's attorney on Thursday while re- demanding one of Lake's core concerns uh, finally get attention. The good news, bad news ruling came as part of Lake's effort to show that misconduct in da- impacted the 2022 election for the governor of Arizona to the point where the victory of uh, Democrat Katie Hobbs over Lake should be thrown out. <clears throat> Although uh, Lake has lost most of her court appeals in March, the Arizona Supreme Court, directed a lower court to hold a hearing in Lakes' allegation that Maricopa County did not follow its signature verification process in the 2022 election. That has not happened yet, but it will now. As noted by Just the News, the court ordered on Thursday that the trial court shall forthwith conduct such proceedings as appropriate to resolve the allegations regarding signature verification. In trying to cut to the core of the ruling, Rasmussen Reports tweeted apparently upwards of 300,000 mail-in ballots in Maricopa County will now be checked for missing or mismatched signatures in a race that has captured international attention and is divided by less than 15,000 votes. Arizona's Supreme Court on Thursday also rejected a request from those uh, Lake is suing to be recompensed for attorney's fees. As noted by Newsweek, Lake and her legal team were reprimanded for their choice of words by the court, which sanctioned her attorneys and imposed a $2,000 fine. 35,563 ballots she had claimed were added to Maricopa County's total votes cast. Lake had framed her contention as an undisputed fact. Arizona Chief Justice Robert Brutinell, said on Thursday that the claim cannot be proven and Lake's lawyers were in the wrong for violating state uh, uh, state and court conduct rules that bar false statements. Not only is that allegation strongly disputed by the other parties, this court concluded and expressly stated that the assertion was unsupported by the record and nothing in Lake's motion for leave to file a motion for reconsideration provides reason to revisit that issue. The court ordered uh, uh, fining uh, Lake's lawyers $2,000 red. Although Lake may have permissibly argued that an inference could be made that some ballots were added, there is no evidence that 35,563 ballots were and more to the point here. This was certainly disputed by the respondents. The representation that this was an undisputed fact is therefore unequivocally false, the order ran. Brutinell said he accepts that there is attendant hyperbole from political campaigns, but once a contest enters the judicial arena, uh, rules of attorney ethics apply. And so, anyway... You know, attorney ethics, come on, come on, you guys don't, don't tell me about attorney ethics until, like, until Roberta Kaplan's thrown in jail. I don't want to hear a word about attorney ethics, you scumbags, okay? So, uh, that is kind of interesting. So, you know, here's the funny thing, okay? Here's the thing about the 2020 election and the 2022 election, and if, uh, and if people don't straighten this mess out, the 2024 election, and, you know, you get the idea, this could go on for a while if we don't straighten out the problem, Okay. When they say that there's no evidence of election fraud, and we say, that's why they removed all of the fraud checks. And then they say, but there's no evidence of fraud. And we say, yeah, I know, because you removed all of the fraud checks because you're cheating. Okay. I'm, I'm sick and tired of going around in circles about that. But this is one of those things, you know, the caller said before, like, oh, they're they're trying to wear you down, okay? And that's what that is. They're like, okay, look, we're lying. Obviously, we're lying. Obviously, okay. Don't you you expect us to tell you we're lying? Shut up. We're liars. It's what we do. Now do what we say, okay? Believe that the election was real, or just shut up and obey us because we're in power anyway. And those are your two choices because we're not going to discuss the issue any further. Okay. We stole the election. You know we stole the election. We're not admitting to it. So obey the law or we'll throw you in jail. And if you obey the law, we'll throw you in jail anyway if you criticize us because, like, we still don't have enough power to ban you saying stuff. Okay? So when the judge said, as well, you could draw inferences, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. We're, in, we're drawing inferences that when you said, hey, stop checking signatures that you were cheating, and 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 there's a bunch of ballots that were like, hey, these things are disputed. And they're like, well, you know, she's the governor now. Shut up. <laughs> Well, no, you know I got my, you know I'm not I'm not trying to rescue democracy here. Okay, I got I got some issues with democracy, frankly. Okay, I could take it or leave it. You want to you want to put in an unelected form of government? That's fine. We'll do it. Okay, if anybody's going to impose an unelected government on the court continent of North America, it's going to be us. And the only thing we're going to be more liberal with is the death penalty. Okay, so if you want to impose an unelected government, that's fine. We'll do that for you, and then you can shut up about all your nonsense. In the meantime, we need to make sure that the election is real. And so when you remove all of the fraud checks, you are presumed to be cheating and you don't get to hold power. That's that's my rule for election integrity. And if you think that that's a good idea, then you should probably pay me and then I can say that to more people and then maybe we'll actually get something done. So if you become a Surreal Politics member, you can go join for 10 bucks a month. Okay? Now, look. Since we did the Twitter Spaces thing, and you guys kind of got screwed out of some audio, I'll tell you a secret, okay? The secret is that on the other show that I do, which I can't do on Twitter Spaces because, you know, we'll get in trouble. I told them that for listeners of that podcast, that they could use a promo code, and the promo code is AGENDA33. And if you use code AGENDA33, then you'll get 33% off for your first three months, and that is, uh, that comes out to, uh, well, it's not like, I'm, that sounds pretty bad. It's, oh, it comes out to $6.67 actually, okay? So it's not like a satanic thing. I'm just, you know, it's 33%. It's not, it's not, I'm not, it's not a trick. The reason I did it is because my name is Christopher Cantwell. It's three, you see? so we did this thing. It had like this other number associated, but we don't do this type of stuff on Surreal politics So go over and pay me, I guess is the moral of the story. And if like 10 bucks enough is just not, if you like, you want to give me more than that, you can do that. I have the, the, um. The, uh, the Give Send, go campaign those nice Christian folks over there um, they haven't they haven't tried to uh, hit me with the market of beast like those other guys and so they allow me to raise money at givesengocom SPM, like surreal politics media uh, and that would be a good idea you go over there and you pay me okay if you don't want to pay me you could pay like my sponsors and stuff so you get like a VPN connection you go to uh, SurrealPolitics.com. now surrealpolitics.com I should let you know is surreal. Politics, but with a K instead of a C, okay, because it's like realpolitik, okay. You see, that's why I say surreal politiques. It's not like I'm not, it's just not a dumb accent. I'm not an Indian or whatever. I, I, I grew up in America, you idiot. And so you should pay me by going to one of those two things, or you could go pay ProtonMail. You go to slash get PM, like get ProtonMail, and then you get a ProtonMail account. And then then Microsoft won't put my emails in your spam. And Google won't um, sell your information to China. And and you'll be encrypted, and it won't ruin your life. And it's it's a, actually a better deal, okay? Even if you get the free account, just sign up through my link. It'll probably work out later. Uh, I also sell, like, um, I have, like, um, the VPN accounts. Like, maybe you want to get a VPN. You go to uh, serialpolitics.com slash VPN, and you can do those things, okay? And if you do those things, uh, and you give me money, then I'll... I'll do stuff and I'll be interesting and I'll go places and I'll talk to you like, like come to your house or something you know and like like I'll maybe not your house I'll go to the house of somebody who doesn't want me there and I'll film it how's that sound I'm kidding I wouldn't do anything like that I'm just it's a joke okay but I'm not allowed to kid anymore I'm not allowed to joke anymore because it's 2023 and there's Democrats in charge of the White House so Let's see what we could do to change that, all right? I'm going to go ahead, get out of here, and you guys find something else to do with your time. Thank you very much for tuning in to Surreal Politics. I'll see you guys. Oh, Wednesday, uh, we do the uh, the members-only chat. So if you become a member, then we'll hang out on Wednesday. And if you don't, then you're just going to have to wait until I do another thing, probably Friday or something like that. If you get on the mailing list to ChristopherCampbell.net, he'll probably tell you. Um, and then, you know, do all those things. Follow me on Twitter Pay me. You get the idea. We'll see you uh, real soon. All right. Get out of here. Bye.